time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Glad you're with us today. Time for another podcast. Walter Storholt here with Charles Weldy, founder of CP Weldy Group, with uh, an office in Chatsford, PA, on Route 52. Find past episodes and more information online at cpweldygroup.com. Charles, you ready for another great show today? Absolutely, Walter. All right, let's get ready to rock and roll. We're talking about debt and in particular, managing debt, and also how you reconcile debt with retirement planning. And some of the key questions to ask yourself today as we open up the podcast, do you believe you need to be completely debt-free to retire successfully? Or are you okay with carrying some balances beyond your working years? There's a lot of different opinions on those kinds of questions on how to handle debt and retirement planning. So we're going to tackle them all on today's show. And I figured, Charles, usually we kind of wait to the end of an episode and I prompt you for an example about what we've talked about. But today, let's flip it and go the other direction. So let's start with a story. Can you tell us maybe about a client of yours who was able to create substantial wealth because they didn't have any debt bogging them down at all? Well, yeah, there, uh, I definitely have a story that comes to mind. It's a recent uh, case that I'm working on. It's not complete yet, Walter, but let me give you the uh, facts of the matter. A uh, gentleman came in not long ago. He's, uh, he's a professional. He's actually 83 years old. He's still working, but he's going to retire in March of next year. And he worked for the same company throughout his career. And there's a special rule that says if you work for a company and you have a 403B or a 401K, and you're over 70 and a half years old, you do not have to take required minimum distributions from that account as long as you're still like gainfully employed. So to make a long story short, he came in maybe about eh, three weeks to a month ago, and we're working on a plan for him and his spouse. And uh, we kind of figured out that uh, when he retires next year, next March, that his required minimum distribution for the first year, are you ready? is going to be $429,000. Oh, my so goodness. He, yeah. He actually uh, saved over $6.5 million in his retirement account. Wow. Now, you know, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, you know, he just is a saver. He made good money. He has a million-dollar house that has no mortgage on it. He has a $2 million life insurance policy. He has $6.5 million in his retirement account and maybe another $7.5 million in other investments. So here's a guy or a gal or a couple that uh, over the years just uh, worked uh, hard, you know, saved a lot, retired all their debt, and uh, they have a big, big uh, opportunity you know, to perhaps, um, you know, look at their tax liability and maybe like uh, get it down to a manageable number. But right now uh, I'm still working on the plan, but there's somebody that has no debt on the outside, but they have a very much hidden debt on the inside, the tax liability on their retirement account. Very interesting. Okay. Well, that's a great story. Glad that somebody was, uh, you know, l- look at what they were able to do with uh, with no debt and just how, you know, that money that's in their account, they don't have to worry about parceling off some of it to go over to the debt side of things. So we know the power of debt. However, both good and bad, I suppose, there are people who like to use that word. They call it good debt. Do you believe that there's such a thing? I do. I mean, I think when people are retired, the most important thing is cash flow. You know, how much do they need? What's coming in? What's going out? Is there an income gap? And if the cash flow is fine, then, you know, it's okay to have some debt. And maybe good debt would be classified as debt on a property. 
here up in the Northeast, we're in the Philadelphia area. You know, there's probably 50% of retirees that still have a mortgage. Uh, they might not be substantial mortgages, but they're mortgages. And uh, I don't have a problem with uh, people having a mortgage if, in fact, you know, the interest rate is uh, low enough. And today, I think most of them are 3 4% tops. But the key is the cash flow. So to answer your question, is there anything, any such thing as good debt? Look, in a perfect world, we wish we, ne- we didn't have any debt. But if the debt is on an asset that, in theory, can and will appreciate, then I would say that I don't really lose much sleep over a mortgage uh, as long as the interest rate is reasonable and the cash flow is uh, something that the taxpayer and or client can handle. So do you think it's essential for folks to be debt-free before they retire? I've heard some people have that goal. Like, I don't want to retire until I'm debt-free. I don't want to have any of these extra payments on my ledger when I get to that you know, point in time. Well, I think it's a good feeling to be debt-free, but think about it. If you had no mortgage on your house and you don't pay your real estate taxes, are you really debt-free? I mean, someone has a claim to that house. And again, the key is, you know, is your cash flow. So I think it's uh, not crucial to be debt-free in retirement, but obviously if you are debt-free in retirement, when things happen, such as a market decrease or, um, you know, all of a sudden like uh, prices go up, you're not adding to debt and you're not compounding that debt with additional higher interest rates or, um, you know, you're just in a lot freer position without debt. But I don't have a problem with uh, people having debt in retirement as long as it's, uh, you know, something that's manageable and it's something that's part of their uh, monthly budget. All right. We started the show off with a story about somebody without any debt and how they were able to, you know, amass a good amount of wealth and obviously lead to a successful retirement opportunity. Let's kind of bookend this then with a story about somebody who you helped put together a retirement plan for, but they also had some debt that needed to be taken care of in the process. It was a big part of the planning issues that they were facing. Any ideas or uh, stories come to mind there? Well, I'm actually going to piggyback off the initial story that I started with. I'm not done with this case yet, but this gentleman and his wife, he's 83, she's 76. We're working on their plan right now. And even though they don't have any like outside debt, you know, mortgage interest, credit cards, auto loans, they have on a six and a half million dollar retirement account, they have a $2.3 million tax burden to IRS. So to me, that's debt. That's real debt. And we're looking at potential solutions. And I don't want to get too technical on this uh, podcast, but I even looked at, wow, we'll never be in less than 37% tax bracket. Why don't I have them just pay it off right now and get rid of like that debt? And then all their future earnings on that account will be tax-free. That's one potential solution. I'm not so sure I'm going to go with that only because um, no matter how much wealth you have, when you have to write a check for $2.3 million, it's going to cause some type of uh, stress. The next thing I'm looking at is, gee, uh, I know that the tax rates are automatically going to revert back to where they were in 2017 in calendar year 2026. So do I just take his total account balance, divide it by six or seven years, and determine, hey, how much do we have to report as income over the next six or seven years to get that tax-infested IRA or 403B into a tax-free Roth IRA. So that's another potential solution. But over the weekend, and I'm not kidding you, I'm in the shower and I'm thinking about this couple. I mean, you know, that tells you where my head's at. 
But I'm thinking about this couple. Hey, if I were them, is there any other potential solution? And one thing came to mind, which I haven't proposed to them yet. We're meeting in another week or two after the holiday. But they have five grandchildren. And uh, the eldest grandchild, I think, is seven years old. And the youngest is like, say, two years old. So I'm potentially thinking of posing to them to make the grandchildren the beneficiaries of their retirement account. Why? Because I know that the grandkids at that age are not going to be in the 37% tax bracket. Maybe they'll eventually be in the 22% tax bracket. But when you think about it, 37 minus 22 is 15% times six and a half million dollars. That one idea could save them over a million dollars in tax savings just by making the grandchildren the beneficiaries of the retirement account and in conjunction with doing some other planning ideas. So, you know, in a nutshell, uh, that's probably my biggest challenge is, hey, if I were this couple, if I was uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones and I had a six and a half million dollar retirement account where I had to pull out, you know, uh, 400 and some odd thousand dollars a year, whether I want to or not, what would I do over the next year, the next five, six years? What would I do to minimize or possibly eliminate that tax liability or get it down to the least amount of tax possible? And, um, you know, I don't have the answer for you yet, Walter, but maybe on a future podcast, I'll let you know how that turned out. Absolutely. And I, I'm going to guess, Charles, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you know, I know there may be some listeners saying, well, I, I don't have six and a half million dollars saved for retirement. You know, uh, I've got a million, uh, you know, a, a two saved, maybe only half a million might be the case. But the strategies and still the things that you're talking about, the thought process still applies even in those cases. Right. This isn't just a uh, you know, the, the, the tax strategies aren't just for the super wealthy. Right. Absolutely. Like, you know, one of the myths is that tax planning is only for the wealthy. Well, when you think about it, Walter, of all the tax revenues that are coming in, probably over 90% are paid by middle class people and middle class millionaires. So these strategies are really for middle class, upper middle class people. You know, this is an unusual case. And uh, even I, uh, that's why I'm thinking about it in the shower. You know, would I really like pay $2.3 million to get rid of my partner, Uncle Sam, or would I actually go a different route? So I'm still working on that potential solution, but you're, you know, you're dead on. These strategies are for middle income Americans. And there's so many people that, you know, aren't paying hardly any tax today that if they sat down on a one-on-one meeting with yours truly, I might be able to point them in the right direction where, hey, it might be more advantageous to start prepaying your taxes sooner rather than later, rather than waiting for tax rates to rise in the future. And you have a a much higher obligation to the Internal Revenue Service than you do today as we're we're speaking today. So uh, good point. It's, you know, this case is $20 million client is not my typical client. My typical client is middle income America. And, you know, uh, I'm here to help uh, anyone. I don't get intimidated by the 20 million, but by and large, uh, anyone that has uh, a quarter of a million dollars plus, I think could benefit from uh, the advice that we give here at the CP Weldy Group. Well, if you want to get in touch and seek that guidance from Charles and the team, all you have to do is go to cpweldygroup.com. That's cpweldygroup.com. We'll put a link to that web address in the description of today's show. So no matter where you're listening, it'll be easy for you to find. You can also call 610-388-7705. That's 610-388-7705. And get in touch with Charles that way as well. 
Charles, thank you for breaking down that conversation on debt for us and retirement planning. Very helpful, I'm sure, to anybody who's battling with debt and also retirement planning at the same time. Uh, we'll look forward to another great show with you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Walter. All right. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for being with us today on the Reengineering Your Finances podcast. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.